for the gram. Bitches love the gram. Oh, wait, shit. Roxanne, Roxanne, all she wanna do is party all night. Goddamn, Roxanne, never gonna love me, but it's alright. She think I'm an asshole. She think I'm a player. She keep running back. Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 85. We have returned. A little bit delayed, but we are back. We are back. Merry Christmas, almost. Yep. Uh, happy holidays. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. We're here. Uh, <clears throat> big news, Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl selections have been made. <laughs> no Tom Brady. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. For, no the mo- for the most part, I, I like both rosters. Okay. Uh, as far as like defensive players and, and special teams guys, obviously I, I really don't know them as well, so I'm not even gonna get into those guys. No, real quick, what I'm reading is just names. It doesn't have like. I'll assume that the first name is the starters: Lamar, Travis, Hopkins, um, Lamar, um, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Ronnie Stanley. Like, are those the starters? Um, I'm not sure. I just have, I also have just both rosters. I don't okay. really have who's starting. Okay, okay. And honestly, it's, to me, it's not like the NBA. I really don't care who starts. Yeah, yeah. If it, like, I, the game is not really, like, serious or means anything. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was, like, voted that way or how. Oh, know. no, I have the starters here. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're okay. like, uh, they're kind of highlighted. Okay. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson's a starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. probably, he'll probably have to be subbed out for, for somebody. Yeah. Um, but uh, as I told you before we got on here, uh, I have two gigantic issues with uh, both NFC. They're gigantic issues? To me, to me, it's, these are criminal. It's criminally disrespectful that Two guys were left off, and two guys that are on here who really, let's be honest, don't have a business being on here. Okay, cool. Hit me. And I got to start with the running backs. <laughs> uh huh. Is, is Zeke a, a Pro Bowler this year? Of course not. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know the numbers are good. Yeah. But but Jameis Winston's numbers are really good. Yeah. Let's, so you can't just analyze numbers alone. And it's one thing, again, if there wasn't a number of great running backs this year, I wouldn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. But but Zeke makes it over over Aaron Jones? Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah, that is wild. This is, this is the first time in my life that the first person I think of when I think Green Bay Packers is not Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They have they their offense goes as Aaron Jones goes, yeah. And that's from I've watched the Packers maybe three times. I'm not analyzing every game, <clears throat> right? But it's obvious to me. Aaron Jones is has more touchdowns. He's been I- infinitely more impactful. He beat Zeke head to head, dominated him. 
And again, yeah. he's been the focal point of the Packers. Right. And, and it just it blows my mind for a running back who's been a letdown all year long to make it, and for a running back who's just been tearing up the league to to be left out. Yeah. That makes so little sense to me. Uh, and, and that kind of ties into my second issue, which, why is Aaron Rodgers in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, Carson from the Seahawks, his numbers are better than um, Zeke's. It, it, I completely agree. And the Seahawks are playing great. It's just, to me, it's I can't take uh, Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey off. I can't do no, it. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. But, but, but Zeke it should not be in the Pro Bowl over those two guys. Yeah, definitely not. And definitely it's just, not. and it's tough. It's a little tougher for Carson because he's playing with Russell Wilson, arguably yeah. the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. But but Aaron Jones has carried the Packers. Yeah, yeah. It just Ooh. makes, oh, it's so frustrating. Who would you replace um, quarterback? It's, Instead of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Uh, I I wanted to to say Dak Prescott, but he's after looking at all the NFC teams, uh-huh. uh, in in a lot. I think a lot of people owe this quarterback an apology. Garoppolo? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, uh, my guy, Kirk Cousins. Oh wow! <laughs> now okay. wait before you get into it. <laughs> Before you say wow and kind of brush him off, uh huh. <laughs> I'm just surprised. That's where you went. I'm not not trying to brush him off, but I didn't know that's where you were going. Now, the one argument you can make against him is that he has arguably the best running back in the league. Mm-hmm. But we got to go back and remember that this team, after three games, was a disaster. Yeah, they had multiple receivers calling out their quarterback. Yep. They had no coaches or players standing up for their quarterback. Yep. They weren't playing well. And mm-hmm. and the narrative that was around Cousins was so was so like people were so sure that they were right about it that mm-hmm. like nobody even considered this team to be as good as they are, the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't. I sure didn't. And they have completely turned the season around. Yep. And again, if if Aaron Rodgers was carrying the Packers like in years past, I wouldn't say anything. But Aaron Rodgers is chilling, uh, throwing the ball away instead of throwing interceptions, and he's getting credit for that, where Kirk Cousins has turned this team around. Kirk Cousins has responded, at least this season, to every criticism that's been made of him. Yeah, I agree. Now, sure. don't get me wrong. I'm not sold on him going forward. I wouldn't give him a big contract or anything. But he deserves recognition for the year. Yes, yeah. he absolutely does. How many guys could get called out by their wide receivers and respond the way they ha- the way he has? Roethlisberger barely responds that way. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, again, I'm not sold on him for the future, but I'm looking at this year. Right. And... Cousins has been exactly what the Vikings have been missing. Yeah, that's they've been, say, they've been for talented sure. for a number of years, but they haven't had that consistency at quarterback that he's giving them this season. 
Right. And to me, he's this year he has been infinitely more noticeable and infinitely better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So those are my two. And again, with Dak, if their record was like two games better, I'd I'd be a little more inclined to throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but again, the Vikings are in a playoff spot. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins is a huge part of that. Yeah. Let's be on. Let's be real. Aaron Rodgers is not a huge reason why the Packers are eleven and three. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. They. I mean, a lot of their games to me have been luck. Honestly. A lot of their games have been low scoring. Uh, defense makes a couple plays. Aaron Aaron Jones takes over, and that's kind of been their their uh, recipe for success. And yep. to put Aaron Rodgers in the Pro Bowl is is purely off of uh, re- reputation. Yeah. Just like Ezekiel Elliott. And they only have two. Um, they only have two players in there. Cowboys have four players. Cowboys suck. Dude, Cowboys are... Oh, man. They have so many linemen in there. Even though they blew out the Rams. If you watch the game, they did not protect Dak Prescott well at all. No, they didn't. Like, like he had to elude sacks. And now he's coming into their biggest game of the year injured. Because they didn't protect him. Right. And they're pro bowlers. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is crazy. But again, like when it comes to linemen, I can't tell you who I would replace them with. You know, I don't know linemen well. Yeah. Uh, but but those two for me, the Kirk Cousins and, and Aaron, Aaron Jones uh, are just snubbed, just completely snubbed in my opinion. That's fair. That's definitely fair. All right. <clears throat> uh, you want to talk about any of the games? Uh, I mean, Falcons, another upset. Yeah. They kind of blew up the NFC, like, standings a little bit, too. <laughs> I know, and then it doesn't help them at all, but they just ruin everybody else's right. year. Yeah. It's weird. Um, That was a heck of a catch, though. Julio? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons, I don't understand how they, they've been as bad as they've been all year. I know for no reason. Uh, but it's too it's too late to start playing well now. Right. Um by the way, uh I do want to talk about the Texans beating the Titans. Okay. About about 3 weeks ago, you remember what I said about the Texans? Remember I was sometimes like why are they, they so inconsistent? And sometimes they look garbage. Yeah. Yeah. They have completely proved my point the last 3 weeks. That they barely beat the Titans. I mean, no, it's they 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 spank the Patriots. Oh yeah. Then they lose to the Broncos. Yeah. They get annihilated by the Broncos. Right. And now they beat one of the hottest teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Again, this team. I just I don't know what to say about them. I I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, and I wonder if management notices what we notice. I hope, man. I hope so. Yeah. 
As far yeah. as other games, though, I, I don't really have too much. I mean, uh, I thought Carson Wentz was incredible against the Redskins. To me, that was really the only... I don't want to say surprise, but that was really the only one that I like was unsure about, basically. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Falcons and 49ers, but the rest of these pretty, you know... Yeah, it was a standard week. Not a lot of drama. But yeah, that one was definitely... Um, I wasn't sure about the Eagles winning. Dude, the Eagles are... <laughs> I'm excited for this Cowboys and Eagles game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, I can't tell who's more likely to lose. Like, when, when I think about both of these teams, I only think about flaws because that's all they do is, like, expose their flaws. Right. Uh, and I'm I'm leaning towards the Cowboys just because the Eagles' defense is somehow worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Carson Wentz plays like he did uh, against the Redskins, and, and you know Dak is as injured as they they're saying he is, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the Eagles have a chance. Yeah. I also, even though the Eagles have been like so bad at times this year. Mm-hmm. They at least have responded in big games. Yeah, I agree with that. Like not every big game, like they did lose to the Cowboys earlier in the year. Uh, but but they've beaten the Packers when their season was on the line. They've beaten the Bills when their season was on the line. Both playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, I mean, I know they're close wins, and you you don't. You don't want to get too excited about narrowly beating the Giants and Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what I saw from both of those games? Good coaching. Yeah, because um, Haskins played pretty well for the right, Redskins. Right. Yeah. But I, I saw good coaching, man. And I, and I don't see that from Dallas. Even in their win against the, the Rams, I, I don't see good coaching. The game's in Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm Actually, I might. Uh, no, I think it's in Philly. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. I'll go with the Eagles on that one. I'm going to go with the Eagles just because I like them way more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see Odell requesting a trade? <laughs> I heard him requesting, not requesting, yeah. and then requesting and not right. requesting. I heard like one of each or two of each. So... You know, what's interesting is I didn't take away... Like, I, I didn't really react to Odell requesting a trade. Mm-hmm. What shocked me was that supposedly Jarvis Landry is doing the same thing. Well, Odell went there to be with Jarvis Landry, apparent. You know, some people think. Right. So maybe they're wherever they go, they want to go together. You know what that point... You know what that says to me? What? I think I think they're starting to see what everybody else is seeing with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's possible. Uh, and to me, why else would you be so like it, it's so sudden to me? Like their yeah. their season was over four weeks ago. Yeah, when they lost to Denver, I think it was four or five weeks ago. Their season ended, and there was no issues then. Everything was fine. Everybody was just moving along, acting like they were still, you know, they had a fighter's chance. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, they both want to leave? 
Well, one thing about, you know, teammates that are friends, a lot of times if one of them is going through something, you know, they'll both go through it, you know, and um, that could have been part of the discourse with Baker Mayfield if it, if he had two receivers that were, it's two against one all the time, you know? Yeah. If Odell's mad, Jarvis would be mad because whoever made Odell mad and vice versa. So... Um, it's tough, man. I I hope they go to a good team. I'm just, sick of not being able to see them win games. Yeah, not I mean, being able to see Odell catch balls. Can you imagine Odell in New England right now? Oh God, dude, he would solve. To me, he would solve the Patriots' problems instantly. Oh, for sure. He probably <laughs> I mean, have the year of his career. Easily. Yeah, they, they should they, make that move. That would be awesome. I, th- I saw all the teams I saw, and it was only a couple of teams, all were contenders. Oh, teams that are interested in him? I think teams that he, uh, like, asked to trade for him. Uh, what were they? I think it was Pittsburgh, uh, 49ers, fire. Patriots. Fire. fire. Uh, and I want to say Seattle. I'm not oh sure about God. that last one. If he goes to Seattle. Can you imagine? Back to back. Easily, <laughs> back to back, instant. Man, I have to be. I I want to see him leave. <laughs> like, I hate the Browns are just such a mess. Uh, and if anything, the Browns can fix their line issues. I mean, and, your quarterback is getting exposed all year long. Maybe you should invest in protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should invest in a new quarterback. <laughs> you know I agree with that. They won't, though. We'll get into Baker at the end of the year a little bit. Yeah. Just to kind of sum up. I mean, you know, we'll we'll recap a lot of the stuff that went on. Yeah. Yep. Two other things I want to touch on before we move off of football. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Please, Tampa Bay, I'm begging you. I don't know football well, but I know a, an overrated quarterback when I see one. Do <laughs> not is killing it. Do not get fooled I mean, by these 900 yards in two games. Jameis? Yes. He'll put him up, man. It's, con- it's contract year. Yeah, and they're playing the Lions. I mean. Their season's been over for a number of games now. Yeah. So, Tampa Bay. Please, he's been a turnover machine for half a decade. Yeah, he's not gonna change. He's gonna yep. win you, or he's gonna lose you just as many games as he wins. Yep. He's he's a to me he's the pinnacle of eight and eight. Yeah, because he just he cannot every time I check the box score he has multiple turnovers. Every single time. <laughs> yeah. he's Who's leading in turnovers this year? I'm pretty sure he is. He's close, I know. I know he's, he's up there. He was he, leading for a while. Somebody might have passed him. He's <laughs> leading in... Um, Could have been Baker Mayfield that passed him. He's leading in passing yards. Right. <laughs> and they're trash. So. Just please, Tampa Bay. And they, I'm not... Like, I get that they... Because their record is decent, they're not going to have a top pick, so they're not getting Joe Burrow. 
but if they could sneak in uh, Tua, if Tua falls and they could scoop him, yeah. I would I would jump on that in an instant. Yeah. Because Jameis is not going to get it done. I'm sorry. You can't – if you're going to break the bank for Jameis, you're going to remain exactly what you've been for – in my lifetime. An 8-8 right. eight eight organization. Right. Yeah, he's leading. 24. <laughs> 24 picks? <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers has 24 touchdowns. Right. Rivers is second way. with 18. Of Baker course. is 17. Of course, River. How did I forget? can't believe I <laughs> forgot. Thinking of turnovers, I literally... The, the picture in the dictionary that co- should come up for the word turnover is Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if then- Jay... I mean... To be fair, if Jameis gets a big contract and does what he's been doing for another five years, he'll he'll oh, make yeah. that uh, he'll make that picture instead. He'll surpass Rivers' greatness for sure. <laughs> Rivers' greatness in quotes. <laughs> right, Goff and Kyle Allen are tied for fourth with fifteen. So, yeah. Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen really fell off a cliff like five weeks ago. Yeah. I remember Rogers. thinking of the Panthers as a playoff team early in the year. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened to them. Rodgers is actually the lowest with um, two that has played fourteen games. Yeah, yeah, because he two. throws the ball away. Yeah, he does. Like I, I like that he does that, but I don't like that he does that almost every time now. Yeah, because there's guys higher than him with more more interceptions, but better percentage. So, right. Yeah. But that's Actually, that's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say about Jameis, man. Like you just you can't trust turnover machines. Right. I don't care the arm talent. I know that the arm talent's there. I'm not saying he can't win big games, but he can also lose the small games. Mhm. So, he can he could be the sole reason you lose to a team like the Washington Redskins or the Miami Dolphins. Right, because Jameis will come out there and bomb it away to the other team four times. Right. Um, but the other thing I wanted to get to, uh, I caught, I caught the end of the Jaguars and Raiders game, <laughs> and it was a it was a nice comeback win for the Jaguars. They they spoiled uh, the last home game for the Oakland Raiders. That who was will? Wild. You who talking will, about the after game stuff? No, no, no. I'm talking about late. So what happened at late in the game is mm-hmm. uh, the Raiders got into a fourth down situation. Mm-hmm. They hike the ball, and their quarterback rolls out. They're down, what was it, four? They're down four with the last possession. It's fourth down. You have no more downs if you don't get a first down. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember how much yards it was. Uh, and Derek Carr, the Oakland Raiders quarterback, is rolling out. He's rolling out to his right. He's rolling out for what seems like eternity. And he continues to roll out. At this point, he's approaching the sideline. And you know what he does? What? He throws the ball away. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know about you, 
But can you imagine being in a, let's just say a tie ball game late and because because you run the play wrong, the point guard just throws the ball away or just turns it over on purpose or just gives up on the play? How do you know he did it on purpose? It's not, it's not about uh, what, it's not about the fact that he threw it away. Uh-huh. Well, it, it is about that. I'm saying it's the end of the game. Yeah. You have to at least make, you at least have to throw the ball up in the air for grabs. Right. You can't, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> and, and there's, for some reason, they're surprised that he's getting booed after the game. Dude, yeah. if I went to the game, I would have been cussing him out just like every other Oakland fan should have been doing. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, because you have to give your team a chance. You can't just... I know. Throw it up. Throw it up. If the defense gets it or bats it down, all right, you tried. Because you either win or you lose. Right. You don't just <laughs> leave. That's not how it works. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, to me, he gave up. Yeah. And that's that's inexcusable. Yep. That is completely <clears throat> fair to say. And Oakland better look for a new quarterback as well. Because I, I, I would have waved him on the spot. The crowd. That that stuff was really wild. I liked it, though. Exactly. That team, <laughs> it is that team has been begging. That crowd has been begging for a good team for so many years. So many years. Just like the Cowboy fans. They're yeah. so loyal, so intense. Yeah. And they were... And you got your quarterback giving up. Yep. If I was this dude, I couldn't even imagine if I was a guy on his team. If I was a receiver on his team, I would have been like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You just give the game up? You Like you said, you either win it or you lose it if you throw it up. Yeah. If, if you throw it away, you guarantee a loss. Yeah. It just... And Derek Carr, to me, has made... He's also done that thing where he dives uh, to, to try to get a touchdown and turns it over because he fumbles. Yeah. He's done that a number of times in his career. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same shit Kirk Cousins is, gets used to get criticized for. <laughs> yeah. It's the same reason why nobody respects Kirk Cousins. Again, I don't care about your completion percentage when in the most important moments you're giving giving up on the game. Right. And that to me was so sh- – and I caught the game kind of randomly and I was just in utter shock. He he rolled out for so long. <laughs> he was – Utter to shock. His, to his credit, I was like – he was rolling out and I was just – like he was waiting for somebody to get open. Yeah. And nobody did. Yeah. But, but again, to throw it away, it just blows my mind. What could go through your head to do that? It's crazy, man. It, I don't know. I don't get it either. I understand why the fans went crazy. Right. That's uh, why. That's because, I, I like, I saw people were like, man, the Raider fans are ruthless. Yeah. I'm like, you had to see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> God, I can't imagine. Like, football games are expensive. Yeah. Even even if the team is not good, like, like Wizards tickets are cheap as hell right now. 
And right. it's the last time you know, some of those people will ever see exactly. And this is how you remember. Exactly. <laughs> I remember because <laughs> he just threw the ball away at the end. Threw our whole, threw the whole Raiders, Oakland Raiders franchise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not bringing him to Vegas. I'm not doing it. He's done. <laughs> to me, he is. I feel you. Again, I don't, I don't care about his seventy percent completion percentage. Right. He he doesn't he doesn't make good decisions in the most crucial moments. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. <laughs> all right. What's next? Where are we going? At NBA. Yeah. Big okay. game tonight. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, matchup of the uh, two to a possible finals preview. Yeah, possible. Um, um, I've been kind of random as far as catching games. Me too. Uh, like I, I've I've seen. Unfortunately, I've watched the Wizards a number of times. Oh yeah, that was ugly yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah, Bulls game. Yeah. Yeah. It was bull, all right. <laughs> uh, but I, I really don't have much to say about the Wizards. Um, Clearly, I don't have much to say about the Knicks. Um, <clears throat> the Celtics look really good, man. Really, really, really good. If they can just get Daniel Tice out of there, <laughs> they will be fine for this season. Those, those you know, their trio... The way they can put up points, and the, I mean, it's really a quartet because um, how many points did they get the other night? A lot. I guess Dallas? Yeah. All three of them were working. Brown, Tatum, and Kemba were just eating. They combined for, I thought I had it on here. Well, uh, they combined for a lot of points. <laughs> And um, the thing is, no Hayward, no Smart, uh, but also no um, Luca. So it would have been a different game, but right. I don't know how different the way they were getting. Uh, I gotta say, man, I really like what I've seen from Dallas since Luca went down. They they battle. They beat the Bucks without him. Yep. By the way, which was just I was in sh- I mean, I didn't see the game because I thought why watch this game? <laughs> right. And they somehow pulled it out and Greek Freak looked unstoppable from the highlights. Uh yeah. but they found dude, a number of their guys have stepped up, man. A number mm-hmm. of their I considered to be bums have stepped up. Yeah. Cuz I know Tim Hardaway Jr is a good player. Yeah, but I I didn't know Seth Curry could be a good player. You didn't know Seth Curry could be a good player. Nah, I, I wasn't sold on him. Oh wow, hater. <laughs> uh, and I no, think I, I even I, think they're uh, like their big bums are playing better. Like Powell's got, it seems like he's got he has a little bit more energy than he did before. I agree. Uh, Perzingis is kind of. He's still playing the same way, but he's uh, he's doing a good job of picking his spots. From he's what I've seen, back. yeah, like he's, I, I think he's almost Nick's back. I think he needs like twenty more games. Yeah, 
but I, I can see it coming. I see flashes. Flashes. Because he'll go and catch a dunk that he wouldn't have caught early right. this season. And one but, thing I saw from both the Celtics and uh, the Mavs yesterday was good coaching on both sides. Yeah. Yep. And, and, I think, and Go ahead. I think because Carlisle does have a lot of those bums, he really um, – and not – not because they're bums, but because a lot of them are really young. I think he really knows his players and really knows their limits. Mm-hmm. So I think that really enhances his coaching. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't have to, like, hope for anything. And they go out there and just play hard. They do the best they can. I see that in the Mavericks a lot. Most of the guys who aren't, you know, top-level talent, they go out there and give their best. Except Hardaway. Every. <laughs> Everyone else, I think, really goes out there and tries, plays a hundred percent all the time. He's their X factor. He is. If to he me, just... they go as he goes. Yeah. Because I, I seventeen. Because uh, I Perzingis is a mixed bag right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he gets right in again like twenty more games, but I don't know that. Yeah. And it's a long season. You never know what could happen. But yeah. but Hardaway Junior w- was playing really poorly to start the year and he's back playing pretty bad and last couple games yeah but but he he kind of stepped up uh to kind of propel them to the record they have now in my opinion yeah he did it's like when they really really need him he's there but they kind of need you know what i i think he he has good chemistry with Doncic. he does yeah because Doncic. His drives right. really open him up, give him a little time, right. give him space to move. And that maybe, helps a lot because when Brunson is there, there's not a lot of drive and kick. Yeah, Brunson's another trash can who's been playing good basketball. Yeah, 10, uh, 7, and 11. He put a Westbrook numbers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe uh, chemistry isn't the word I'm looking for. I just think fit. I just think Hardaway Jr. is a great fit for Doncic. Yeah. Uh, and it, it showed for a little stretch. And if they could get back to that when he gets back and they could continue to compete, you know, for the next two, three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, they should remain a playoff team. Yeah, I agree. They'll probably slip in the standings, obviously, but uh, that's expected. How much more time does he have? Two weeks? Uh, Doncic? Yeah. I think two. It's been about a week. Okay, yeah. They said three. Uh, we'll see, though. They'll. I hope they don't rush him back as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'd rather lose a couple extra games than, than take that chance. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. So, as Dallas has risen to a prominent and respectable <clears throat> playoff team... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have fallen off, <laughs> and I've I've yeah. actually NBA TV has been surprisingly generous with showing a lot of Phoenix games. Yeah, mostly because they've played top tier opponents. Yep. Uh, lately. Yeah, lately. Yeah, I'm. I am five out of the last six. Yes, they they've lost like it's even more than that if you go into their last like twelve games. Yeah, but uh. I, I I wouldn't get too too down on them. I think youth has been the biggest reason why they've struggled. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I think the inexperience of some of those young guys, uh, Aiton getting back kind of mixed up their rotations when I saw them against the Clippers the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one random thing that I've, from what I saw, is Rubio hasn't played very well the last couple weeks. I noticed that too. Yeah, Rubio's been off. And you're not just off, and he's shooting wise, he's always off to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but is uh, but, he hasn't been a good decision maker a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, and when I say off for a guy like him, I do mean like everything, like his passing, because yeah. that's really his what they yeah. need the most. He that's hasn't been really kind of locking up his matchup like he was early in the year. Yeah, and and this team to me goes as as Rubio goes, honestly. I would agree with that. Uh, and, you know, th- that's the ceiling of that is not very high. Right. Uh, but, again, th- this team is young. I think all their key players are young. Uh, and I think I would look out for this team to get hot maybe late in the year. Mm-hmm. I think maybe not once, like, the, the season's over. But I, I think this team is going to make a late playoff push in maybe a month or two. Will it be too little too late? I think so, yeah. But again, again, that's that's just youth and inexperience. Yeah. Like, I think Monty Williams, from the things I've seen, is doing a good job. Uh-huh. Even with their, like, I'm not overreacting, again, to these losses and, and blaming the coach or, you know, blaming these guys. Uh, I, I, it just, it's youth. That's all it really is for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would be excited if I'm a Suns fan. Because I yeah, mean, at I least this, at least this team is exciting. They are exciting, and they're yeah. they're no longer a free W. And they have a lot of they have a lot of elements. I know. I, I like that. They also have a number of scrubs who have been contributing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Bridges guy, while I think he's really bad, <laughs> has given them good minutes. Yeah, he is kind of weak. Yeah, but I agree. Uh, and I think Jerome is just getting back. And he, to me, he's looked pretty good in his very limited minutes. That's all they need him to be. Right. Yeah, they definitely one, don't need too much of him. One thing, it's going to be tough for him to play big minutes because he, he can't guard anybody. I know. And they, they brought him in like he was going to be an elite defender because of his length. Yeah. He's and just, no. the athleticism is, he's not NBA ready as far as athleticism goes. No, he's not. This but is I, his second year, right? No, he's a rookie. Bridges from... Um... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Ty Jerome. My bad. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bridges, still. No, no, no. He's He's, he's been good. He's just yeah. been high energy. Uh, good slasher for him. Yeah. Uh, but to me, Ty Jerome, I, I, that was my bad. I don't think I mentioned his name. Yeah, Jerome, uh, yeah. But... I, I, I agree with you for sure. He's not ready. And I thought it was kind of weird that he even got drafted, to be honest. Well, the, I didn't think the big ready. tournament run will do that. Yeah. But that's one thing I, again, from his limited minutes, he's skill-wise, he's NBA ready. Mm-hmm. Like, even with his lack of athleticism, he's got a, he's got a weird arsenal of, like, floaters. Oh, yeah, he knows how to play. Right, and I, I like that. He's he's a very confident shooter. He'll make, like, ballsy shots. Yeah. I mean, he did that at Virginia all year long. Uh, yeah. But, again, you got, I would, if you're a Phoenix fan, be patient. 
There's a lot to be excited for here. Mm-hmm. And I, if you've seen Phoenix, I, I don't got to say anything about Kelly Oubre. Oh, yeah. He he's been balling. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, I wish he could get recognition for how well he's playing. He can't. It's just, I wish he could. it's been like, it's been great, but just not like all-star level good. Right. Uh, but he's been awesome, man. Mm-hmm. If Booker hasn't made an all-star, he's definitely not going to. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's where I draw the line pretty much. With that. Yeah, that's fair. Um who what else around the league? Um as always I've caught Clippers and Lakers games. Any change of opinion? Um basically same old. Yeah, I just it's a little Again, and I want to wait more games before I really commit to this theory. But right uh-huh. now, right now, the Clippers I would be a little more concerned about because uh-huh. they they don't look they're uh, individually explosive. Uh huh. They're not team explosive. Okay. Like I think you look at you look at all the clear cut contenders, and yeah. that's really two the two teams that are playing tonight. Yeah. Maybe Boston, maybe uh, not the Philadelphia team. Uh, maybe Miami and West. The, maybe the point Denver. Is everyone else is maybes. Right. Yeah. So the two other teams to me, Lakers and Bucks, mm-hmm. they're they're team explosive. They yeah. can go on a thirty zero run with you know six seven guys just just dominating. Right. The Clippers to me, they should be able to do that. But I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's really my only kind of concerns. Very, not as much ball movement as I would like. Mm-hmm. They're kind of relying on the, the how skilled their players are. Uh, and one thing that's led to is Montrezl has been a monster. Mm-hmm. Which again, which is why I loved their roster coming into the year. Yeah, and I still—they're a clear-cut contender to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still like to me—they're kind of a work in progress, as opposed to the Lakers, who look like exactly what we expected, you or know, maybe man, not what we expected, but exactly what their peak could be. The big problem and the biggest, um, you know, advantage the Lakers have over them is a good point guard, two good point guards, Agreed. two. You know, Hall of Fame point guards to me. And that's one thing Doc has always had and now does not have. And um, I think we're seeing him trying to figure it out without one. But with, you know, that's where I think you lose the ball movement. I mean, think about the Celtics without Rondo. What would they have been doing? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. And what would the Clippers have been doing without CV? <clears throat> Oh, that would have been a mess. Right. So I, I think he's trying to figure out how he can have. They have no facilitator. Like Patrick Beverly, honestly, just bring. He doesn't even bring the ball up court every possession. He's just out there to guard the other point guard. He's not. They really don't play with a point guard. That's one, yeah, one thing I think. To me, to me, I think so far, Doc Rivers has done a poor job of. 
and you've said this before, they really should play through Paul George more than they do. Yeah. Like he Paul, should have a touch at least every other possession. Yes. And sometimes he's just out there as like a floor spacer, which he's an elite floor spacer. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's an elite everything at this point. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but again, they kind of go away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I'm really starting to see is defensively, this team could be out of control. Yeah, for sure. For sure they could. They they need to have that court present. Like, they need to have more of a um, captain on the court, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's something they miss. It's kind of, you know, they do play the everybody eats system, but then they don't have the guy to be running it. And Doc, I mean, Doc tries to do it from the bench, but that doesn't always work, you know. Yeah. No one has ever only done it from the bench. And um, I'm thinking if they don't run through Paul George at all, Paul George can't step up and be that person right. who I think should be that person. Right. But he can't do it if he doesn't touch the ball at least every other possession. Um, so, yeah, that's – I think I think that was last time. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna figure that out. That is the biggest problem, though, to me. I think I think the problem so far has been uh, Kawhi is kind of the same player he's been. Mm-hmm. And to me, Kawhi is gonna have to if they want to be team explosive. Kawhi is gonna have to learn to play faster. Yeah, and that sounds weird because like he's top two player in the league. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but he plays too slow. Yeah, he does. He play, And what I mean is, like, he could get a bucket any time. I know that. Mm-hmm. But it takes him a while to, to get a comfortable shot, and it leaves, you know, your offense getting stale. Right. And that's and where he's the, the guy who you can play as the floor spacer and not lose his yeah. production. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if their roles were, were switched... I think they would be a more efficient and probably a more dominant team, dominating team. If yeah. Paul George was the one getting touches and they let him ISO and Kawhi was the floor spacer, I think they would run more smoothly because Paul George doesn't take a long time to get a bucket. Right. Not at all. And he's so smooth, so efficient. And he's just a better scorer off the dribble than yeah. Kawhi. Uh, more versatile off the dribble, I'll say that. I won't say better, but it doesn't really matter who's guarding Paul George from any distance off the dribbles, you know, a bucket. So you know what I think? Uh, they just got Shamit back a couple games ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and this is a guess for. I think if they decrease Beverly's minutes and mm-hmm. increase Shamit's minutes in those, you know, those in same instances. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be a good fix for them. I do too. I definitely agree on that. I don't know that for a fact. A lot of that have to depend on how Shamit plays, but but I would make that move, I think, in a couple more games. Yeah, it also depends on what kind of um, confidence Doc puts in yeah. um, Shamit. Because yeah. Shamit, he got moved to two-guard in Philadelphia, but he was a great point guard in college. Really, really, really good. Yeah. I think he went to Wichita State right after um, Van Fleet. Yeah. Uh, he might have played. He might have overlapped with Van Fleet one year, but he was a good point guard and um, 
started at point guard. I mean, started playing point guard at first as a rookie, and then obviously Ben Simmons makes everyone around him not their position. <laughs> so um, hopefully he does. They do use him as point guard because they don't have good bench guards. I don't like any of the guards they bring in. Robinson. Uh, Magruder. Yeah, Magruder's been just... They've been kind of like forcing Magruder in the league. Yeah, he's not good. For some good. reason. Yeah, just shopping him, shopping him around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Terrence Mann, he comes in, he has a good bucket like every time he plays, but just one. Yeah, you know, I remember, remember I was excited about him coming in. Yeah. He was kind of my sleeper. And, yeah. and I was wrong because, and here's why, not so much on him because he, again, like you said, he hasn't really played. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't think Jamichael Green would be as lights out as he's been. And <laughs> yeah. and Mo Harkless, he's another guy I might have to apologize to late in the year because mm-hmm. he's been doing exactly what the Clippers need. Energy, defense, open shots. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing well. I, I'm going to rank... My uh, second, like second and a half tier, lockdown defenders in the league, like the Crowders, the Harkless. Um, I'm gonna go through the list. I'm gonna rank that one day. I, I gotta look at the team rosters because I'm a lot more critical defensively. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think Harkless has been a second tier lockdown, but he's been good. Now this year he hasn't had to be. Okay, yeah. Because on Portland, he was their only small forward defender. Now, like, you know, he's like the, if Kawhi and Paul George are already guarding someone, (laughs) then Harkless guards them. Yeah. So he doesn't get enough time to shine. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel you, though. Yeah, he hasn't had to do much this year. He's just kind of been around. Dude, I watched Paul George the other day against Phoenix. Yeah. Watching him for, like, for like two possessions, two def- you watch him for two defensive possessions, and you could tell he's a a top five defender in the league. I know it, it was shocking to me. Like every time he had to rotate, he rotated. Every time somebody exposed the ball, he took it. Like, <laughs> bruh, he, yeah. It was like every possession. I I try to pay attention to him. He was he did something great. Yeah, I was just like, man, this team is so loaded with defensive weapons. I think his his defense is more skill than Kawhi's defense. Absolutely, because Kawhi is just Kawhi is just so strong. He's just man. built to lock up. Yeah, he's stupid strong. His hands are huge. His arms are long. You know, guys when they try to pass him and he bumps them, they they can't get past him because he's so strong. But Paul George's defense is just IQ, man. Oh. I, he's underrated when people talk about the most skilled players. Paul, almost all of Paul George's game is skill. Absolutely. Um, and you have the skill mixed with the athletic freak and Kawhi. I mean, Doc yeah, just man. has to get it together, man. Did you see, by the way, I, I mean, we covered the Clippers at this point. Mm-hmm. You see his comments on they do what LeBron does. <laughs> I heard I heard them ask. I heard that they asked him, but I didn't see what the comments were. I don't have the quote in front of me, but he basically, like, it was a load management, you know, question. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he said kind of like, that's our philosophy. I don't know about the Lakers because they probably do what, you know, they just do what LeBron says to do. <laughs> that is pretty good. Doc, I don't know if Doc was going for humor because, again, I didn't see the, the, the clip of it. Yeah. Uh, but, man, he is the ultimate. That That is such a troll comment to me. It is. Especially when LeBron thinks he's the troll king. Right. LeBron trolls everybody. Right. Yeah. I like I, that. I one. love it, Doc. It's about time Doc should stand up for himself because he gets clowned so often in the league for no reason. Yeah, he's the first one to get criticized when his team struggle. Yeah. He's the, like, nobody goes at CP for being an idiot in certain playoff games. Yeah. Uh, but, a, but Doc, Doc has been underachieving for years. Right. So it, it, it's a weird thing with him. It, when he's already proved that is, if you give him good players, he's going to the finals. Right. Instantly. And the, the Clippers team was, they played better than they were. Now, Absolutely. when I look at them, their roster and stuff, when the CP and Blake Clippers team, they were, they were played really good, but they really weren't that good. Starting Matt Barnes and JJ. Dude, they used to get away with starting some of the most trash small forwards. Wesley Johnson. Uh, Wesley Johnson. Uh, They tried Lance for a couple games. Still made the playoffs every year. Yeah, they. who am I missing? There was somebody Oh, They tried... Uh, 30 45 year old paul pierce for like yeah. half a year yeah i mean they just used to rotate in these these wing guys and continue to play well yeah they were competitive all the time so I, he always got a bad rep to me but i don't i don't know if he's like a great coach to me but he's definitely better than people act like he is. yeah yeah so. I, I i i'm kind of on the same page with that yeah um, let's let's talk about these Hall of Fame nominees real quick. Uh, so, 2020 Hall of Fame candidates. Uh, well, I guess they're not nominated yet, but they're candidates. It's 20 names for this coming year. Um, guys who were already already up for it but didn't make it was Eddie Jones, Andre Miller, Rasheed Wallace, Sam Perkins, Bill Lambeer, and A.C. Green, Jeff Hornacek, Deadless Shrimp. Larry Nance, Terry Porter, Horace Grant, Buck Williams, Elton Brand, and Otis Thorpe, right? Uh, Chauncey was up for it last year, I think, too, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so um, the new names, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Sean Marion, uh, and Chris Bosh. <clears throat> Rasheed, Rasheed might be new, too, but... Uh- before we get into the new guys, <clears throat> yeah, hey, they were asleep on Elton Brand. <laughs> Elton Brand was killing these power forwards back in the mid two thousands. He was, he was. Elton Brand was a beast. Uh, and um, Deadlift Shrimp is another guy. Every time I watch the Sonics Hardwood Classics, I'm like, damn, why is that dude so? Why is that European dude so good? He was nice. He was, dude, he was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. Now he'd be a star. Oh, yeah. Turkaloo kind of. He'd also fit on every team. Oh, yeah. That's so key now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But but let's get into these new names. I mean, 
there's not really much to get into. It's just weird seeing Sean Marion on that list. Just that without with those other names, it sounds weird. <laughs> I agree. If it wasn't those other names, I'd probably I'd be inclined to be like, yeah, maybe he was a Hall of Famer. Michael um, Finley should I also think he's not on this list I'm looking at, but he's also um, I believe he's also up for it. Uh, yeah. Sean Marion does not belong in the same sentence as anybody I just named, in my opinion. Maybe Buck Williams. But the rest of them... <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. Yeah, Sean sh- Marion has two rings? I think so. No. Get him off this list. Yeah, Sean Marion was a... Um, he was... He was like a great coach player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you, tr- you could trust him to do what you, like, want a small forward to do. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, a Hall... He's he's really not a Hall of Famer, if, if we're really breaking it down. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Clearly, Kobe and Duncan are locks. Garnett should be a lock. Garnett is, is disgustingly underrated. Absolutely. In my opinion... This is my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to say the same exact thing. <laughs> Garnett, he's the best power forward to ever play. I, I, I word it a little differently, but I feel the same way. Top to, me, to bottom. To me, at his peak, nobody's been better at their peak. Yeah. Like, his peak versus any power forward's peak, I'm taking Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And the thing is, Tim Duncan is greater as far as accolades and his his you know who he is his team and all that but as far as a player i'm taking kevin every time kevin has done way more with way less (laughs) anyone who is listening that has 2k go look at that timberwolves team that kevin is oh unusable name another player on the team Uh, well who who by the way quit because his contract wasn't good enough Choked his coach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cassell. Cassell's all right. I mean, he was a good point guard, good defensive but, point guard. But his career was over right. at that point. Like I think he played like two years after that. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, and he, Garnett was giving everybody buckets. Shaq, Garnett, and we talked. We've talked about unicorns on here before, but Garnett was the first unicorn to me. Absolutely. Handling the ball like Garnett? Dude, Garnett, Garnett used to cross people up. Garnett used court. to take the ball from guards. Yeah. To this day, name me a big man who, like, you could trust. If the guard exposes the ball, the big man is going to take it. No one. Nobody could do that. No no 7-footer, no 6'11", 6'10 guy. Even LeBron at his defensive peak. Like, guards were still getting past him. Yeah. No one was getting past KG. Garnett was a fucking machine on defense. Garnett, Garnett single-handedly would make your team good collectively. Yeah, he was he was like skill-wise Anthony Davis before Anthony Davis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then leadership-wise LeBron before LeBron. I like that. Anthony Davis is a good modern comparison to him, especially the way he's been playing this year. Yeah, and I still would trust Garnett from the three-point line, like, to go to the basket better than Anthony. 
If he would just do it differently. Because Garnett would cross guys up, take one dribble, and go dunk on you. You know, Anthony Davis cross, if he don't get you with the cross, he's just going to back you down and just muscle you. Garnett also had that, like, the way he shoots the ball is unblockable. (laughs) It is, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got that, like, he doesn't shoot like Larry Bird. But but Larry Bird had that same knack of just like you're not blocking my shot. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you time it right. I'm getting it off. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's so underrated. That's what made his pick and pop game like even in the Celtics years, mm-hmm. uh, just so deadly, man. And he was a great passer too. Absolutely, dude. Passer. He was an all around player. He had no weakness. Yeah. On um. What I'm looking at has the stats. He was he had a higher three point percentage, higher free throw percentage, um, more steals, more assists than Duncan. Duncan had better blocks, more points. Um, but also Garnett played like way past his prime. Also, right. and Garnett was another guy who would adjust <laughs> to his team. Like, I, I would take Garnett on any team. I wouldn't worry about the fit because he was just that kind of guy. I, I'd give Dunk. I'm not giving Duncan like. The, the benefit on that, but I think Duncan could do that as well. He could, yeah, but it it would be it would be different because Duncan may not be like you may he may sacrifice more than um now what am I trying to say? Garnett is sacrificing more of what he could do without the team, I guess. Because like like when he went to the Celtics, before he went to the Celtics, he was an MVP candidate. And then, you know, he, he came to the Celtics and became defensive player of the year. Right. And I, Duncan may not do that, but Duncan was still average 15 and 15, you know, regardless. You know what's weird with Duncan to me, like, and we agree that KG's better, but yeah. Duncan was, as far as just like pure greatness, it was so random with him. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It's it, to me to this day. He's such an enigma because his personality is so weird, mm-hmm. um, and and he would always like be quiet, 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 and then just like thirty five and fifteen, <laughs> and, and nine blocks. Yeah, like and it was always like the when right when you're kind of questioning San Antonio. Yeah, like, and you you never could have confidence in him, and it wasn't because of he it wasn't because he was inconsistent. But just because he never, like, instilled the confidence in you. Yeah, but, like, he was so reliable in critical moments to me. He was. Yeah, he was. He's a clutch. And I hate that, like, oftentimes when I talk about Duncan, it's with kind of Garnett hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, And I hate that because, to me, Garnett's better. But, like, it makes me sound very critical of him. And I'm not trying. Like, he was a phenomenal player. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's I mean, the it, first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. No question. That that's why when I started, I said Kobe and Duncan are locks. KG yeah, should be right. a lock. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because if you if you ask me lock. between those three and Bosch, if I got to take two names off, uh, I would I would still take Duncan and Bosch, but I would have no problem if it was Bosch and Garnett. That didn't make it? Yeah, just because yeah, yeah. of, you know, the, obviously with that math, two got to miss out. Yeah, right. I'm with you on that for sure. For sure. And Bosch is going to, I mean, it's unfortunate Bosch didn't get to play as long as he should have. Because um, now everyone is trying, everyone's looking for a Bosch. Yeah, 
Boss should be a bucket right now. <laughs> yeah, if he could get really... his, if he could get healthy and that you know his blood situation figured out, he would be a bucket. I don't care what is he now thirty. Like he's old. He's got to be up there. He's probably uh, a year or two older than Wade. LeBron. He's probably the same age as Wade. Like so. thirty six, seven. Yeah, he okay. still get buckets. Yeah. Man, LeBron's turning thirty five in like a week. Yeah. I was Bosch would still be like starter caliber on a lot of teams to me. I agree. If Melo could start, I would have Bosch starting too. Yeah. Um for those who do not know and only saw Bosch with the Heat, oh you yeah. guys are missing out. Sleep. Bosch was a beast. Bosch had Bosch sacrificed the most on that team. And he still was like their most clutch player absolutely nights. at the end of the game you could count on Bosch he was their most it. consistent clutch player by far yeah, yeah. every game Bosch was there at the end of the game and LeBron, Bosch mm. and Bosch is so key like cause clutch like you want your star player to make clutch shots but you mm-hmm. want your role players to be able to make you know clutch plays in every aspect yeah and Bosch would do it anyway was it a block he got a block was it a steal? He got a steal. Was it an offensive rebound? Go back to game six of 2013. Yeah. And, and he's also been big in their a lot of their, like, game sixes, game sevens. And he had, like, the most game winners on the team for at one point. Yeah. He would hit, I mean, he was their best three-point shooter, like, pure three-point shooter. Yeah. You know what's but... crazy is he took a while to start shooting them. But you yeah. remember the first couple years, like, Wade and LeBron missed maybe, like, five total games together? Yeah. And Bosh would always be lights out shooting threes in those games. <laughs> he would. And then when they would, would come back, when they would come back, he would just stop shooting them. I remember one game, I think, I think they, Wade and LeBron missed it. Or maybe it was after LeBron left and Wade was missing it and Bosch went like for 38 or something and, did, and hit the he, game winner. He did it against Atlanta game. that first my big three year. Yeah. It was him, like him and Chalmers combined for 80 points. Like what? <laughs> it blew yeah, my mind. <laughs> like I said, Bosch sacrificed so much for that team. Bosch would have been, he, I mean, Bosch was the best power forward in the league at that point. Bosch goes into that category of, we we didn't get a chance to see them like really go be as great as they could be. Yeah. Like I think I think uh, T Mac is in that category, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, most guys are in that category because of injuries. Yeah. And with Bosch, it's like fifty percent injuries, fifty percent just the situations he was in as a player. Yeah, Ginobili's in that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Situation. You can put any of the San Antonio guys in there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I put Ginobili because he wasn't even starting. I yeah, mean, I mean, he's the most out of yeah for sure. He's the only six man, to, well, like the second six man to be an All Star ever. And I mean, yeah, but you're right. You could put it with all those guys. I would like to have seen Tony on another team <clears> too. And, and it's funny to me, like, to me, Tony Parker, like, kind of held back Ginobili and Duncan from being, like, top five, top ten all time. Yeah. Like, both of them. Not uh, Duncan is top ten all time, but yeah, uh, Ginobili, to me, could have been mm-hmm. if Parker wasn't as great as he was 
in the like the 05 to 2013 ish yeah that stretch parker was like a top five point guard in basketball and it made no sense <laughs> how yeah uh his, but but it just worked just, yeah he was a perfect fit for that team yeah i couldn't really if you change him in another you know top point guard it just wouldn't have been the same like because darren williams was like up there too at that point and i don't think darren williams would have fit on the spurs like tony it just would have been i don't know he, he wouldn't have sacrificed what tony sacrificed too right. you know um who else who else is on that list you think on the uh we didn't get a chance to see their full potential yeah sean camp Oh yeah, the lockout I fucked him up. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Amari is on there Amari, at some point with New the York. Yeah, the injuries really messed him up. Um, um, there's a number. Of, I mean, Kobe. You can say Kobe late in the end too. Yeah. Well, no, Kobe. We obviously we saw what he could be. Um, yeah, but you're right. At full potential. He probably could have been. He probably could have done even more. I mean, people forget, prior to tearing that Achilles, he, he to me, was better than LeBron. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. That first year with D'Antoni not knowing what the fuck is going on. Kobe was averaging, like, 36. Yeah, and Kobe took them to the playoffs single-handedly. <laughs> yeah. And they imploded in the playoffs because you saw what they were without him. A joke. Yep. No, but yeah. like big uh, Grant Hill's another one. Yeah, uh, with the ankle. I'm, I'm not sure how far off he would like how much better, but yeah, but he, I think. But he came back as like a mid-range shooting defender. Yeah, he was like he was a freak athlete when he first came out. He was. He was. Dunk, he would dunk on people all the time. I know. <laughs> he was crazy dunking on people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta go back and look at some of the names. T Mac is the biggest one to me by far. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Brandon Roy. Uh, oh for yeah. Oh my god. For, <laughs> for sure. sure. Yeah. T Mac and Brandon Roy are number one and number two. Oh Brandon Roy. Again, for those who do not know, Brandon Roy was crazy, and he was. I thought he was going to be the second best player in the in the world behind Kobe at one point. But the way he used to take people, I mean, he could score every single way you wanted someone to score. Dog, he still has one of the most mind-blowing buzzer beaters I've ever seen. That that long one? Dude, the, how? Yeah. How do you how do you arc a shot like that? Yeah. To to just go so clean through the net. Yeah, like it, scientifically, it blows my mind. That's how crazy of a shot it is. Yeah, yeah. He, man. Yao Ming, by the way, is another guy we didn't see his full potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think Yao. I think, dude, Yao didn't get a chance. I think if Yao stayed healthy for like an extended, you know, kind of like Shaq did. Yeah, I think Yao could have developed into a really good shooter, man. I do too, yeah. I think Yao would have team. established that initial like big man, like Porzingis kind of player. Yeah, he did. I think yeah. he didn't get a chance to. I think he would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yao, man, a lot of people sleep on Yao, man. He was really good. 
Yeah, he was. Bynum is another name comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, real quick, that reminds me. Um uh Drew Holiday is coming up in trade talks. And really? the Clippers have been involved. <gasps> Stop. I'm hey. I'm, that's that's what I read. Stop dude, if they get Drew Holiday, they're holding teams to fifty points a night. It's over if they get Drew. Oh if they get Drew God. Holiday and they don't lose any of their starters, other and they could lose Patrick Beverly. But if they don't lose Lou, I'm putting Lou. Switch Lou and Patrick into the starters and put Montrez in the starters. If they don't lose any of those five, their big five, it's over to me. Because Holiday is the guard we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. He fits. Uh, Holiday is another guy. I think he fits on practically any team. I do too. Because <clears throat> he could he could be a two guard and put up the you know a lot of shots, be a scoring guard, but he yeah. could also be a playmaker for a Bradley Beal mm-hmm. or a Devin Booker or any of these guys. Are you are you saying something? You want Holiday on the Wizards? I would love that. <laughs> They're talking about, dude, I got people I got people coming to me telling me how great Isaiah Thomas is playing. And, and it makes me sick, honestly. I mean... It's like we're watching different games. He's been getting points. But I won't say I, he's been playing I great. love how you say that. You said that flawlessly. He's, he's been... Uh, very he's very been critical that you word it like that. Yeah. He's been getting points. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of guys could get points. Tobias Harris could get points. Yeah. All pretty much all Andrew Wiggins could get points. Yeah. Any any one of these guys could get points. Real quick before we go, um, oh by the way, Drew Holiday could be a like an amazing six man too. Oh yeah. For any team. Oh yeah. Um, but um, is is LeBron top five? Passers ever? I've heard this. This was circulating Twitter. I gotta. It's another one. I gotta go back to history a little bit. Okay. But but off the top of my head, no. I I think he's he's in my top ten. Okay. But he's not in my top five. He might be in my top five, like vision. But as far as passers, like skilled passers, no. All right, let's just go through some of the names off the top of your head. Kid. Kid, no. Uh, Magic, no. Uh, and no, meaning like LeBron's not better. Right. Uh, Nash. No. Uh, CP. Close. CP's a toss-up. I-, I wouldn't be mad if you put LeBron over CP. Okay. Rondo. No. Heck no. Uh, got four. Did we say Stockton? Stockton, they'd be close to me, but not. They'd be within like two people. I'd have Stockton close to LeBron, but uh, but above. But I, I put Stockton just because Stockton created a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, you did. Like no disrespect, like Malone is great. I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer. But when yeah. you have one guard accounting for like fifteen thousand of your points, mm-hmm. like you got to give that guard some credit now. 
Stockton was like Malone's quarterback. Yes. Like how quarterbacks make a receiver. Yes. That's how he was to me. Yes. Um. Larry Bird, is he a better passer than Larry Bird? No. A lot of people sleep on Larry Bird. Definitely not better passer than Larry Bird. All right, we got, what is it, five, six? Yeah, uh, I could go way back. He's not better than Pistol Pete. Oh, no, the original, no. No. Uh, him and Steph would be close to me. He's better than Steph. Yeah, I'd have him over Steph, but Steph isn't like, he's not 10 people away. He's top 25, maybe. But it's really just because he's a good scorer. It would be a different reason, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, hey, man, like you're not going to agree with big. me, but I'm putting Andre Miller over uh, LeBron as a passer. Oh, I'm definitely agreeing. Andre Miller was a point god. Yeah, you The was. last of his kind. They don't, they don't have those anymore. You're right, yeah. If Ben Simmons could be Andre Miller, unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable Andre was so good for his size Andre Miller was a better Ben Simmons <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah. but uh, t- to me he was so underrated as a passer yeah but yeah that's off the top of my head I mean there, there's other guys uh, honestly I, I thought Tony Parker at one point was a really great passer yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd put him over LeBron, but but he was pretty incredible. Ginobili's a sleeper as well. Oh, Ginobili's up there. I mean, as far as highlight passes go, dude, that yeah. that pass that pass you see LeBron across the baseline, he yeah. stole that from Manu. He did, yeah, <laughs> he definitely did. Like, and Manu beamed it with his offhand. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So in. But not to take anything away, LeBron is top ten. I think he's top ten. Yeah. And what about um? Where do you put Darren? Williams. Yeah. Uh, nowhere near any of the other names we just said. I mean, in the top twenty-five, is he between? I mean, fifteen and twenty. He's, he's probably between like eighteen and twenty-five. Oh, okay. I was never. He never wowed me as a p- passer. He's on the assist leaders. No, I mean, he got a lot of them because he wowed me as a scorer every night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if but, Kyrie Irving wasn't hurt, he'd probably have a ton of assists right now. Oh, let's not get crazy. Are you, dude, <laughs> Kyrie gets nine assists every night, and I'm like, damn, Kyrie, why don't you pass the ball? But Kyrie's assists... I know, they're empty calories. I know. Yeah, because Kyrie should have averaged 15 assists on the Cavs. Right. Anyone else we named would average 15 assists on the Cavs Kyrie, and on the Celtics. You remember, Kyrie used to go extended periods of time with no assists. I know. They used to He'd kill go, me like, dog, you play 48-minute games. He'd go for like four assists a game sometimes. Like, I think that's, that might be his average for the Celtics. It was like four the first year. And then the next year he played better, but we we know how that ended. Anyway, um, all right, I'm off that. We got uh, any more sports talk? Uh, I, I, we've talked about Philly before, but a bunch of professional basketball players can't handle a zone defense. Who gave them a zone? Miami. Oh. 
First home Why loss. You played a zone on them. Yep. Wow. You didn't hear about this? This is a big deal, man. All over the news and shit. No, I didn't. I, oh, I'm man. missing the sports news. Oh, man. The, Miami broke out the OG, like, 1-3-1. Like, kind of what the Raptors have been trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but, the matchup 1-3-1. But, but Miami... Miami... Um, and just from the highlights I saw, is just a lot more crisp with it. Mm-hmm. Because they have so many interchangeable guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that... Toronto doesn't have quite as many of those guys. You know, well, yeah, we have talked about Philly a lot. And I've said it enough, but last thing I want to say about them, and I really, unless we're talking about like current news, I'm not going to talk about their strategy anymore because I'm just sick of talking about it. Um, They're like the only team that doesn't have like a consistent, like Embiid is their consistent leader. But no one else is consistent in like, you know, most teams have a consistent two or three guys that are going to have the most points every night. Like if you look at the end of the year, out of 88 games, 70 of the games, the same two guys led them in scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I like that in other teams. I like that in Denver. Yeah. Because right. Denver, that's what their system is. Mm-hmm. And Miami. Miami is a great example of that. Yeah, Philly is not the same thing at all. Because they don't have enough players. Right. Enough good players. And the thing is, it should be Simmons and Embiid should have 20 every night. And everyone else, if you have a good game, you have a good game. Right. If you don't, you don't. But you have to be able to rely on two guys every single night from every team. And even on Denver, Jokic and Murray or Millsap and Murray, or it's like it's still a combination between three or four different guys. It's not so random, like Philly is completely random. Other than Embiid, everyone else is random, and that's not gonna work, man. I've never seen that work on the team, and I mean, I just, hey, they may make history to me and be the first team to do it, but to me, losing against the zone—if you didn't need enough reasons to see why Brett Brown has to go—I mean. When when every when every basketball player is dumb, I'm looking at the coach, right? If if Embiid or if it was one or two guys, I'd be like, you know, what's up? What's up, guys? What's up, Tobias? What's up, uh, Embiid? Mm-hmm. But when it's when it's the entire team can't handle a zone, what is Brett Brown <laughs> doing? What is he there for? Has he not coached high school basketball? <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. Brett Brown is part of Popovich's staff, so he's probably or he used to be, so he probably mm-hmm. had some limited involvement in Team USA. He never spoke to uh, the Syracuse guy. Behan. Yeah, he never learned anything about zones. The two three goat. Come on, yeah. all you got to do is move the ball, get the ball side to side. Yeah, and they couldn't do that. They got a bunch of they got a bunch of randoms. Holding the ball, not knowing what to do. When that happens, coach, what is happening out there? If you get the ball in the middle of the court on a zone, the zone it's is over. over. It's, you beat it. You, how do you not get in, into the middle of the court with two centers? <laughs> you put can dude, both shoot. You put if if I'm coaching the Sixers, I'm putting Simmons in that middle, and I'm feeding him the ball. 
Yeah. And he's he's kicking out to shooters. He's getting layups. Like, yeah. And even if you got Embiid, who to me should kill it as the middle guy. Yeah. And you just have nothing. Like, there's no creativity. I think Embiid just doesn't pass well enough to kill it. You're probably right. If you put Horford there and you. If they back off for the pass, he's hitting the shot. Easy. Like, yeah. And then if they don't back off, he's dumping it to Embiid and it's curtains. Anyway, yeah, 76ers, they're whack. Um, all right, I'm going to play the gym. Let's move on uh, since we do have music today. Um, you want to talk about, talk about it while I pull it up? Uh, great song from... Uh... Album not too long ago. That's pretty much it. Yeah, slept on album. This is uh These Nights by eighty eight rising. She tell me settle down, what does it all mean? Anything you want, baby, give it all to me. I can be your baby.
That was These Nights by 88 Rising. Good project. Head in the Clouds, too. All right. I got a lot of music. <clears throat> I got two. Okay. Um, you want to start with the ones we listen to together first? or? Uh, no, talk about the, the ones you listen to. Okay, where do I start? I need I need some more, man. I've been I've been I don't know, man. I just haven't been motivated to listen to some of this new stuff. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Um, let me start with Okay, I'll say this. I now know who the best member of One Direction was. <laughs> I'll say that. I think yeah, he was in One Direction, right? Yeah. Harry? Harry Styles, yeah. Good album. Really? Yeah, good album. And, you know, I think people who like One Direction may not like the album, but I liked it, man. Wait, better than uh, Zane? I said he's the best member of One Direction. Better than, <laughs> not not Zane's most recent one, the, the first one? Is this Harry's? first one i i feel like it is i don't know no it's the second i'm going off second to second oh okay second to second that that's that's not saying much that's fair though right yeah i'm that's fine uh this one is i mean i'll say this in my opinion i like this one as much as i like zane's first one but what was the pillow talk like i still listen to hit i still listen to that song Watermelon Sugar is nice, man. I mean, I, that's the single from this mm-hmm. one. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Actually, might play. I might play some of this. Is my gem actually? It's good, man. It's it's different, and I feel like I really. We talked about Camila Cabello, mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to her album. And I don't feel like I know her. And I don't really know who she is based off the music. I don't know. I don't really have anything to go off for the next time I hear her. But when it comes to Harry, man, I, I feel like I, I know this dude's style. And I like it. Okay, no I'm going to check this one out. I've never heard his first one. Um, I think I heard it, but it didn't hit me that that well. But I've heard good things about it. Okay. Um, But this fine line, I really enjoyed it, man. Honestly, I did. I did. Versatile. Um. And some stuff was slower than others, but it wasn't. I liked it. I thought it. I thought the change of pace. I thought I wouldn't like it, the first time I listened to it, and then the second time I, I enjoyed the change of pace. It's a good album, well put together. Um, let's see, who else do I have? Oh, I have. Okay, Kay Trinata is a uh, producer. He makes. He makes alternative R&B, electronic, I guess. Um, he's one of those guys who makes the beats and has a bunch of people singing the songs, basically, right? Um, Mick Jenkins was on here. Sir Caliuchis. Wow. Masego, wow. Estelle. Gold Link. Wow. Tanache, Pharrell. Mm. Uh, I don't know some of these other people. It's a Duran. lot of big names. Yeah, yeah. His first project, I mean, Tori was on it. Anderson Pop was on it. All right, so, so it. how was it, though? 
Ah, I don't like that sigh. <laughs> I'll tell you this. The Sir and Mick Jenkins songs were fire. Okay. Straight fire. The Cal Ujit song was good. Masego was okay. The rest of the songs, and this is my problem with him. This has been my problem with him before. His music, the songs he makes, you know, he puts Tanache, this girl, Tedra Moses, Charlotte Day Wilson, Estelle, Van Jess is a girls group, Cal Uchis. The music doesn't sound like the artists. The, the artists are like interchangeable on every song. Like mm, I see what you mean. Tanache could have did Tedra Moses' song. She could have did Charlotte Day Wilson's song. She could have did Van Jess's song. They all sound like the same song, just with a different girl singing it, and the girls all sound the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, to me, it got old for me, and I overanalyze music often, and you know I'm guilty of that. And I know some people who love this album, but for me, I didn't like that. I didn't like that I was hearing like the same sound over and over again. Because what's the point of giving me six features if all the songs sound the same? If all the girls and voices right. sound the same? Uh, so I didn't like that. But this right here, this Sir song on here, man, I've been playing that over and over again. Uh, I should have used that as... I have a bunch of stuff I could use as gems hmm. today because um, I could pick a song off everything I listened to that I really liked. And for this one, it was the Sir and the Mick Jenkins. And that's because we've talked about Mick Jenkins. His lyrics are crazy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Bubba by K. Trinata. Um, if you don't listen to the whole thing, definitely listen to those two songs. Uh, I also listened to Free Nationals, Free Nationals, which is um, Anderson Pock's band that made, um, they went, they're not, they didn't go solo, but they decided to make an album without Anderson on it, which is cool. Um, very good project. Very, very good. In my, the thing is, I've, listened to this with some other people who listen to Anderson Pac and they said it sounds like an Anderson Pac album without Anderson on it which eh, maybe but the features Mac Miller Caliuchus T.I. Song is Fire Chronics uh, Sid from the Internet J.I.D. Mac Daniel Miller Caesar. comes up on there say what you said Mac Miller comes up on there yeah yeah oh yep. man um, Conway West Side Gun the <clears throat> Griselda guys mm-hmm. um uh, how many tracks is it? It's only thirteen. Okay, it's thirteen, and then some of them, um, track five and track eleven and track seven are like the guys in the band singing, mm-hmm. and they're okay. Um, and, and I think track one is too, but uh, the it's it's good, man. I won't say it's fire. I won't say it's great, but I came away with like five songs I really liked that. I could play a lot. Um, I think I played the, I think I played the Mac Miller song on here, maybe. Mm. But um, the Daniel Caesar one was the single, and great, great song. Video is cool. Anderson is on track six, and that's that's really good. Um, it's a good project. It's really chill. It's one of those, you know, like 
maybe you're not really listening to the song, but you got the music playing in the background, you know, oh, okay. while you're eating or something like that. Something smooth like that. Yeah. Driving music. It's one of those. It's one of those. You know, like Anderson, a lot of Anderson stuff is smooth when he's not, you know, rapping. Um, I think, I think that's it that I listened to that you didn't listen to, right? Did I say something else? Uh, not as far as I know. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, I just listened to the Fat Joe and Dre and Stormzy. Which yes. one do you want to do? Uh... Fat Joe first? Let's go Fat Joe first. Okay. So... What'd you think? Uh, I I had a lot of fun listening to it, man. Added to... I This was, to me... <laughs> this just hurt. It made me uh, realize how trash uh, Fabulous's album was. <laughs> Hearing another New York rapper? Yeah, yeah. Just put Same out a good album, man. Because mm-hmm. this, this... Dude, this album... First of all, 11 tracks, perfect. Uh-huh. Perfect. It goes by just, uh, it's like the perfect length in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought yes, minutes. yes is, it doesn't really give an accurate representation of the album, but it was a great single to come in with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the features on here were, were, very good. I agree. And this is the one thing about Fat Joe, and I, I, ne- I never really listened to him a lot, mm-hmm. but I always thought he was overrated as a rapper and yeah. underrated as a songmaker. Uh-huh. And this He's album... He's definitely in that songmaker class. This album sure. shows exactly that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or... I mean, I mean, look, the rap is not... The rap... All I'm saying is the rap doesn't blow me away. Yeah. But I enjoy... I've always enjoyed listening to Fat Joe. Yeah, yeah. And that's like... He gets credit as like a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really view him as just like a straight up rapper. Like, to me, he just makes good music. Right. Uh, And, and I had so much fun listening to it, man. Uh, Dre was a little inconsistent for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also great on some of the tracks, man. Yeah, it seemed like Dre kind of tried to get, like... I don't know how old Dre is, but it seemed like sometimes he tried to get, like, young. Yeah. tried to stay hip with his verse. And not just... Well, maybe that's who he is, but it wasn't like he was just himself. Like, Fat Joe was being himself all the time. So... I liked it though. Yeah, man, this yeah. album again, it's the perfect length. It starts the opening track is like real hype. Yep. Uh it's a good a good energy to come into. Uh the hooks are even when the hooks aren't done by features are pretty good. Yep. Uh like the last track probably has the best hook on the album. And this is an album with two Jeremiah tracks, Ty Dolla Sign track, and a Bryson Tiller track. Yeah. In a Mary J. Blige track. Yeah. And and their last hook was just flawless. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought that I, song was great. So good. The yeah. last dude, the last three tracks here are phenomenal. You didn't like Lord Above? I liked it, <laughs> but Eminem kind of dragged for me. Yeah, way too long. I had, I had two two problems with this album. Two minor uh-huh. nitpicky things. Just 
Eminem's verse was way too long, uh-huh. and uh, Dre's verse on what should have been the best song, which was "Hands on You," was was atrocious. <laughs> I agree with both of those. And I hate, like, I hate, be, like you said, I o- I overanalyze the shit. Yeah. But I, I I listened to it a lot. I had a lot of fun listening to it all weekend. And you kind of start to notice those, like, little things. Yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Uh, But I love, like, again, it starts strong, then it kind of chills for a second. Then it gets, Mm -hmm. uh, day ones, gets back to, like, high energy. Uh, Real high energy, I love that day ones, too. Lord Above is a nice kind of middle ground. Yeah. And then the last three tracks are just all great in different ways. I agree. I mean, that yeah. Lil Wayne track has such an awesome throwback feel. It does. I was it, like, this, it, this is peak Lil throwback. Wayne. Yeah. I haven't heard this Lil Wayne sound this good in, in, in probably a decade. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Good project. No, man. So good. Even Remy Moss was, was pretty good on here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not a Remy Ma fan, but she no. she killed it. I don't know about killed it, but she killed it for her to me. Yeah, it was a good track for her. What I expected. Yeah. All right. What else? So Stormzy. Oh. Yeah, Stormzy. You put me on, man. What'd you think before I get into my thoughts? Uh. <laughs> Heavy is the head. Man. Um. This album was fire. I mean, I, I mean, just like yeah. <laughs> when I first listened to it, I thought the first two songs, maybe three, were kind of corny. Just a cor- just a little bit, but then after that, <laughs> I, this I is like this everything. is uh, uh, Dave East all over again. <laughs> Why do you say that? It starts off kind of kind of little slow. Oh yeah, the yeah, first like like movie. you said, the first three tracks, yeah, and then from four on, I was just like, I was sitting there like my jaw dropped. I was like, bro, how does it keep getting better? <laughs> me too. I felt the same way. I was I was doing something else too. I'm like, eh, yeah, let me put this on. And the first two came on like, Ugh. okay, this is how this is the energy he's bringing. Then rainfall and Rachel's little brother and handsome came and do better. I was like, wow, he's really... Yo, (laughs) man. It was fire after fire after fire for me. If the first three songs... And after I listened to it, I liked the first three songs better than I did. But they're still... I still don't like them. But I, I get them more now. Especially the first two. Um... But man, it's crazy. It's crazy how similar of an experience we had. Cause I, I, I like Crown, but the first two tracks, I was like, similar to you. I was like, yeah, it's corny. I, you know, I don't really like, cause I don't understand every word. Like I, just, yeah. I can tell he's talking his shit, but it's, it just sounds corny to me. Yeah. But then, like Rainfall, it, it could easily be my favorite track. Yeah. But this album. He goes, and I, I don't have a lot of, I've heard him, you know, on Ed Sheeran's shit before and a couple other places, but I never listen to his music like that. Mm-hmm. When, when 
from do better to uh, one second, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, dude, I didn't even know he had this in his game. Yeah, those three songs are like a full spectrum of versatility. <laughs> and then Pop Boy could easily be one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Own It could easily be one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, Own It is like the hit on there, I think. Yeah, and then I loved uh, the last track. Yeah, I did too. Yep. I was like, man, this this bumps so well. Oh, this album is, is like you said, fire. It's on my list. Fire. Immediately. It, I, this is probably the first album of the year that I only had to listen to it twice to know it's on my top 10 list. Like, <laughs> right away. I mean, it is great. It's a great album. Shout I mean, out to Stormzy. Man. I was really, dude, I was trying to be negative too because I was like, man, after those first two tracks, I'm, and then I started getting good and I'm, I was waiting for it to, to settle down. I was like, you know, he's, <laughs> this, this shit has stretch. to get old. Like, he's just going to keep rapping like this and then it's like, oh, he has that. And then it's yeah. like, oh, he has like those. Like, what? Yeah. And he just kept, it kept getting better and better and then by track, by own it, I was like, "Damn, bro, this this is a top album of the year." I don't know if it's in my list, but I got no complaints about it being in anybody else's list. Yeah, I I after own it, I was like, "Uh, okay, he's going back to no features." Now it's about to go downhill. It like, didn't. I, no. <laughs> I said that to myself, and then no way. I love superheroes a lot. Lessons was smooth. Vossy Bob was great. I mean. To me, my top, my top four, I gotta go four. It's probably Rainfall, Do Better, One Second, and Superheroes. Yeah, I, I don't have a top like I just know my favorite is either Rainfall or Pop Boy. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We both agree Rainfall is so good, super fire, so good. Yeah, and. Uh, maybe Rainfall is good because I didn't like the first three songs, and like Rainfall. <laughs> yeah, because Crown Awakening Crown got me excited, and then Rainfall. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I I, I got to pay attention to this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he started with Crown and kept Big Michael and Audacity off, it would be flawless to me. I didn't mind Big Michael. I think he could have he could have removed Audacity. Yeah, for sure. It's not the worst filler track. I mean, like, I, I didn't skip it in any of my listens, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it just didn't really stand out to me. Okay. Fair. All right. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know where I'm going to bring a gym off. I guess, I don't know. I got to think about it. What other music news we got? Takashi got two years. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, I saw one thing that said he sang like a canary when the like the officials would talk to him. <laughs> Just that yeah. phrasing had me laughing. Yeah. Like the all his testimony on all his like the stuff he said was extremely helpful in a bunch of cases. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, bro. And Fat Joe had that. I don't know who was talking. But they were talking. It was after. Uh, it was after what? Big or day ones? Mm-hmm. After day ones, he had somebody at the end like talking that shit, 
Yeah. And it was exact. I was like, bro, I swear they're talking about Takashi. Like, if you yeah. snitched once, like, your kid's a snitch. Like, yeah, your yeah, whole yeah. family's a snitch. I thought that was about Takashi, too. I was like, bro, that has to be, like, a New York thing. Yeah. Uh, but It is. Man. It, That's why it's such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, he comes back in two years. I, I don't know. His music can't hit the same. No. Like, I think it'll be just as good, just as, like, hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, like, the impact of it, can't be the same after this. Yeah. And it's, like, if it wasn't, like, you know, it's different when it's, like, a personal thing. Like, you know, Drake's mm-hmm. secret kid, that didn't really impact, you know, the, the hit of his music. Right. But with this, like, you talk about being, you know, a thug, being, like, this this tough guy who doesn't tell on anybody and you and that's you snitch mm-hmm. like your music your your lyrics have to change at that point and that's just there's no way he's gonna do that yeah he has to go with you know i had to do what i had to do protect my family he actually i mean they revealed today that he has two kids um so like you know something like that he has to be in that kind of bag did it for my family because they need me something like that you know yeah um what was i gonna say oh i i have to give someone their flowers um someone that i don't like his music and that's okay but i've come to realize that he may be top five most iconic rappers of the decade and top five most game top five game changers of the decade and that's I, it's young thug man young thug has changed music and it, I, I don't understand why because to, I never thought he'd be popular enough that everyone would have to bite off of him I listened to Roddy Rich's album. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I listened to Roddy Rich's album, man, and I, I got like four songs in. I just felt like I was listening to Young Thug. I'm like, dude, this sounds exact. It didn't even sound like Young Thug. It sounded like someone who was pretending to be Young Thug on purpose. There, there's a lot of. I think Lil Uzi is somebody who, while he's made it his a little bit his own, yeah. I think he stole the same the same way. I think he's completely stole Young Thug's like sound. Dude, I can make a list of guys who stole Young Thug's sound, <laughs> yeah, his man. style, his dressing, yeah, most of it, not all of it. Let's not get crazy. You know, there's a lot of people around here that would uh, that would agree with you. I would say that. I didn't... The thing is, I heard people say it before. So this isn't just me coming up with this. I've heard people say it. And, you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, Everybody that's just, laughs it off. I laughed it off, and I just thought, well, that's just... A, people just listen to that music. But, like, there's people who I genuinely thought would not sound like Young Thug that still sound like Young Thug. I mean, let's, we can go down the list. Roddy Rich to start with. Gunna, little baby, um, the Playboy Cardi, 
Uzi. Um, who else? There's more. Oh man. And those guys are all, you know, charting guys. I've just I don't I don't understand because Thug wasn't that successful. <laughs> That's the part that really blows my mind. But Thug has a very loyal more, following. Some of these guys are more successful than Thug was. That's was Thug didn't have a year of features like Lil Baby had this year. Oh no. Eh, maybe not maybe not as OD as Lil Baby, but Thug has been featured a lot. He has in the past. He has, and he probably had bigger names, but not as much. Little Baby's been on more songs I've heard on the radio than anyone. I, anyone maybe I've ever heard in my life, other than Chris Brown <laughs> and T-Pain. You know what? I, I think Thug Thug had a lot more versatility, and he would try like things that people wouldn't like. Yes, and that was going to be my next point. These guys are definitely taken from Thug the experimental part of music yeah doug does not get credit for how experimental he is and how experimental he was in his prime because he i mean he's changing the game you know i thought i i saw this i remember reading about this uh when the what was the one where he dressed like a girl for the cover jeffrey yeah my name is jeffrey yeah Uh, i thought at that point I, like I thought about this kind of the same topic that you're talking about, but I was like, yeah. "There's no way!" Like it just it just doesn't make sense. And yeah. and and what is it? Five six years later. Yeah, four. I, I think you're projects right. Later, I think you're right. It's it's crazy, and from the I came from nothing. I mean, there's guys who were making music before him that have now copied him. That's what really blows my I mind. Think, I think Migos have taken from him. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. I mean, I can hear some of him in A Boogie sometimes. Um, I mean... You know, it's, it's so many of them. I can't name all of them. Ray Trimmer, for sure. Yeah. Sway Lee. Oh, that, I mean... He doesn't get enough credit for it, honestly. And... I don't like him. I don't like him or his music, but I gotta, I gotta give him his props, man. He really, he's one of the few game changers of our lifetimes. Seriously, it's one of the reasons I've, I've listened to him for so long. Like every time I tell people, yeah, like, did you hear Young Thug's new thing? Like everybody's like, no, ew. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like he's, he's, dude, he's, he's. But they listen to his kids. That's the thing, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to be, um, I'm not trying to, like, talk down to them by calling them his kids. I'm not, that's not what I mean. But I mean, he's listen. they're listening to everyone who he influenced and sound just like him. That if he didn't yeah. make music, well, Young Doug's probably, not good. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be making music. Honestly, honestly, would Lil Baby be making music if Young Doug never oh, existed? No, no, no talent. Gonna no, you know. I mean, shout out to Doug, man. Honestly, uh, I think him. Oh, little Dirk. I didn't talk about those guys. Little Dirk and Rich Homie Quan. Oh yeah. What's the other one's name? Um. Oh, Rich the Kid. 
Oh yeah. Nothing without Doug. Nothing. Nothing. Um. So, and you know, I'm not trying to disrespect them though. The, those guys are having good careers. It's not, yeah, it's not about disrespecting them. I, the point is that Thug doesn't get enough credit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would put him up in the top five influential artists of of the decade, the past decade. I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, agree with that. Yeah. I think Drake and him. And. One of these days, we're going to have to talk about Bryson. Oh, by the Maybe. way, another Hall of Fame feature. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't sure. even mention that. Yeah, for sure. One of these days, we're going to have to talk about Bryson's influence, man. Especially on my music taste. Because I don't really like Bryson's... I thought Bryson's album was really good, the first one. Trap Soul? Yeah, I thought Trap Soul was really good. And... But I didn't think it was as good as people have said. It wasn't like a classic album, in my opinion, when it came out. You sleep. It just wasn't. But now, you just sleep. <laughs> I'll take that. All right, I'll go ahead. That. We'll agree to disagree. No, well, let me put it this way. At the time, I liked other things. And I really liked a couple of the songs. But the whole album wasn't like flawless to me at the time. But now... Now that I, when like I go to my Spotify and I go to my Discover and everyone sounds like Bryson Tiller, everyone sounds like a Bryson Tiller, like, you know. A lot of these new R and B guys are trying to be like him. Yes. Jacquees. For sure. Uh, Tory at times. For sure. <laughs> I mean, um, th- when when Trey Songs is coming around, he's trying to get into that. <laughs> Some of the older guys are trying to jump on the bandwagon. Jeremiah is trying to hop on. I'm sorry. Am I lying? <laughs> saying, you're not lying, but it just sounds really funny saying Trey Songs is trying to sound like Bryce and <laughs> But you're, it's true, but just the thought of it is yeah, so yeah. crazy to me. That's why I'm laughing. Um, yeah, man. And and it's it's the smaller guys who aren't big name guys who I really hear it. They all sound like Bry- Bryson. And I don't know if it speaks to Bryson's influence or it speaks to and not to not to disrespect him, but his the lack of talent it takes to sound like him, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have talent because he's the first, but with the guys who sound like him, they don't have that much talent. It, they just sound like him. Six Lack? Mm. Forgot about Six Lack. Had to put him in there. Um, it's in a different way, but sometimes he gets in his Bryson bag. Yeah, it's not... It's not like when Tori was trying to steal Kendrick Lamar's flow. It's not like, you know, you're no. literally stealing flows. Right, no. Uh, it's just influence. Yeah. I see the influence for sure. Yeah. The rapping, the singing. Um, and, I mean, I don't know who came first, the chicken or the egg, between him and Party Next Door. I hear a lot of, 
a lot of party trying to get into Bryson. But then I hear Bryson like, uh, I could see party making this song. But it's different, but it's similar too. And Drake plays a part in that, of course. But I don't think Bryson sounds enough like Drake for me to say that Drake is his father in, in that respect, you know? Right. But um, anyway, man, shout out to Young Thug was my point. Uh, doesn't get enough credit for his influence. I'm not sure if there's anyone more influential, honestly, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, you got to go down the list. I got a movie, an actor question for you. Ooh, I'm always... Are we done with music? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm still waiting for Big Sean's album. I don't know if it's ever coming out. I'm done waiting. (laughs) Fuck you, Big Sean. (laughs) Rihanna's was supposed to come out. Going back, you know what? Going back to his singles, they weren't even that good. I sized it. I was a <laughs> I was a prisoner of the moment because I hadn't heard him in a while, and I went back yeah. and I still enjoy the the one where he's just rapping, uh, where it's just him and he's just rapping the whole time. Not single again, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> the one that's not single again. Yeah. Every other track that he's done with like other people, not good. Yeah. Uh, and I'm done. To, I'm honestly, done waiting for these guys, bro. Honestly. That Janae Aiko song is trash. So bad. <laughs> I, I know people hyped it up because of what he said in there. That song is really, really bad. Honestly. Um. Anyway. Um. So, let me ask you this. And this is just opinion, no judgment. Who's your a uh, most? Who's your most immersive actor? Like your favorite immerse? Like Ooh. you feel like. This dude is, like, you can feel him. Who gives you the most intense feeling in their acting? It's tough for me because I always, like, it's specific roles for me more so than actors. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if I had to pick one, I mean, I'm not going to make it difficult. Uh, Leo. Okay. Leo always just sells it completely. Mm-hmm. Just, you just feel the character through him. Yeah, I don't, no argument here for sure. He's definitely he's I mean top five ever with that for sure. Um, I'll tell you why I brought it up though. Yeah, I'm curious. And I know people. A lot of people are gonna disagree with me, and gonna think I sound crazy, or oh, it's a hot they're just take. haters. Michael Fassbender, man, I feel everything he does. I feel like he's talking to my soul sometimes. Like in terms of how great he is? Well, I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's like the best actor, but I'm just saying when he acts, I really, really feel what he's acting. Oh, yeah. And, And dude, when he's Magneto, oh my God. I'm not sure if anyone anyone in any of the superhero movies played their role better as far as emotions than he does Magneto's emotions. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. He is so good. I watched it. I watched um, First Class the other day. Um, 
and I know that I mean that was his first one and man it's it's crazy like I really think he's like I really think he's pulling that ship <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's so good, man, at everything. Yeah, Just so he so good. he's it for me. I mean, right now. I mean, but that's Leo, like you're you're picking a specific role. No, no, no. Him and other stuff too. I mean, I, I'm you got to give me two, two. You got to give me two more examples. Two more examples of him. A fastbender just completely being immersive in the character. I have to. I'd have to get back to you on it because oh, okay. I haven't seen one like. He's been. That he's recent. been a little. He's been a little MIA. I've seen other movies, but like I'd have to watch them again because I haven't seen one like in the last couple days. Like Leonardo, I've seen his movies more often than I've seen any of Fastbenders. You know. Yeah. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street by itself oh. and Inception by themselves so more than I've seen all the Fastbenders movies combined, probably. So. It would be easier for me to say Leo and name you ten Leo ones, but I know I'm not gonna say. Um, I love dude Fastbender. The first time I saw him was uh, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Oh, he was so good at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, well you name me one. Uh, I, I know Fastbender. I don't know, but I'm just, with Leo. I I know off the top of my head. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And, like Denzel like I Washington, said, I know off the top of my head, for sure. And like I said, for oh, um, the Snowman when Fastbender was in there, he did that very really well. He was the only movie, good part of that movie. Exactly, I was about to say that movie was not all that, but he was great in there. I didn't see. Um, did I see Alien? Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh. I, don't I mean, I he's that. good. He's the android. Yeah, yeah, and because he was in Prometheus too. Yeah, right? that's it's a limited role. I mean, he's good. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like it. But, yeah, I liked him in um, Steve Jobs. I liked him a lot. Yeah, very underrated. But I know I'm not gonna say Assassin's Creed because that just didn't need to be a movie. Dude, he's had some me. bad ones. The Counselor. Have you seen that one? Oh. That's older, right? Yeah, like 2014, maybe. No, I didn't see that. Oh, shit. Was he the star? Yeah, dude. It was a boy. Cameron Diaz was in there. Harvey, Javier Bardem was in there. And Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie was so bad. Oh, Pe- <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz still acts. <laughs> she stopped after that one. <laughs> yeah, nah. Uh, yeah, those movies... It's tough because they're just bad movies, but uh, he he gets into his roles, man. Steve Jobs, I forgot how good Steve Jobs was. It was good to me. It was really good to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I don't think he gets talked about at all. I won't even say enough, just at all. Um, and he's he was just great in all the x-men you know i'll give you an actor that uh recently i think has been just incredible in everything he's been in who uh james mcavoy oh yeah for sure now he he doesn't get the same shine in x-men to me uh yeah not not as much right because he doesn't have as much of like an emotional impact right uh but as far as everything else he's been in 
Oh, I love McAvoy, man. Dude, he's, he's McAvoy. Although I say this about Fazbender, McAvoy is probably my f- top three favorites right now. Like actual favorites. That's fair. I mean, I Wanted is a classic. Classic, yes. It's a classic. Absolute classic. That's a class. That is a complete classic. Um. <laughs> So much of that movie was great. And that was the first time I saw him was in that. I don't know if he was in... I'm sure he was in other things, but... Did you see him before that? I don't think so. I think Wanted was the first... Because Wanted was his first, like, big thing. I remember he was, like, in Atonement or something. Like, some dramatic movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, But back then, I really didn't watch movies like that at all. That movie... um, Trance? Did you see that? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Him and Rosario Dawson? No. It went under the radar, but I like that movie a lot. Oh, <laughs> he shit. killed that role, too. You should you should check it out when you get a chance. Dude, I liked him in bad movies. Like, I liked him in Atomic Blonde. Yeah. I liked him in Victor Frankenstein. I really liked him in there. Yeah, yeah. he was good in... He was good in Glass. Yep. Obviously, he was even good in It Chapter 2. Yeah, he's good in everything. He is. He's close. I mean, he probably is my favorite. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, my yeah, two Jake's another one. There, there, Jake's another one, man. There's uh, Yeah, but to me, it's always roles that I remember. Like, Jake mm-hmm. in Nightcrawler is OD. Super OD. Yeah, and then, uh, like... Um, but Jake's good at those, like, weird guy roles. Cause he did the um, what was this, the first one he did? Was it uh, Zo- was he in Zodiac? Yeah, was that him? Yeah, and Donnie Darko. Oh yeah, yeah, way back. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Bubble Boy was so trash. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> I remember I rented that when I was a kid from Blockbuster, <laughs> cause I thought it would be funny. And it was just bad. I forgot that was him, though. I didn't know that was him at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, Jake. I could talk about Jake. I've already said on here I think Jake is almost flawless. Do you have, let me ask you this, do you have, like, a all-time favorite performance? Like, if you had to pick from, one, from one movie. From anybody? Just, yeah, your most, like, and not the best movie, the best performance. Oh, mm. I'd have to think about that. Okay. You have one right off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I have a couple that come to mind. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Uh, but but it's, it would be hard for me to pick one. We could talk about that one day. Yeah. Make yeah, we'd, that we'd have to devote a day to that. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could get in like... Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Jake is in there though somewhere. There's a couple of Jakes I really really liked. I tell you, you know what is really underrated that Prisoners. Oh yeah, that movie was underrated. Both him and Hugh Jackman were crazy in that. Hugh Jackman's performance was Oscar worthy yeah. to me. Um, yeah, fire. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about it because because then it goes into like. It has to go into the movie and their their role in it 
because there's like some people who are in movies for a short time that are really like their performance in, you know? Yeah. Like they weren't necessarily the star or it was a lot of other stars, like something in like Pulp Fiction or something. I feel like all of Tarantino's movies are just full of, uh, you know, all time great performances. Yeah. and, And the thing is you could pick more than one from all of them. Pulp Fiction because, has like six. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So. All right. Um, I'm going to play a gym real quick. If I can choose which one I want to play. I think I'm going to go with, with Harry, man. Um, because I really kind of hyped up other stuff. I'm going to hit this Harry... This is uh, Harry Styles' Adore You.
That was Adore You by Harry Styles. Um, is there any other thing, any other pressing topics we need to get to? Uh, I am officially going to see Star Wars tomorrow at 2.45. Fire. I'm so ready. Definitely. I'm so ready. This is it, right? This is the end? Yep. Finally. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting into Mandalorian right after. It's easy. I started Mandal. I started Mandalorian. Um, I'm hearing very good things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't gotten deep into it enough for me to give a good opinion. That's fair. I also heard it's slow, which. Yeah. So I, I just need. I, I need more of the Star Wars, like you know, world stuff. I would like that too. Definitely. Yeah, and Mandalorian's easy to make, it seems like. Other than the other characters, like the aliens and stuff, but the as far as the him, he's wearing a mask the whole time, so Right. <laughs> How hard is that? I started a little show I mean it's not really pressing. I started a little show on Netflix called V Wars. Yeah, it's the vampire one? Yeah. Yeah. It, it what do it's you think? pretty uh it's very predictable, I'll say. Oh, uh, okay. But it's cool. Like it's cool. Acting is pretty good. Uh, it's good. If you like vampire shows, it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we'll be back after Christmas. Uh, top. Uh, are we doing our top lists? Yeah, I can promise that. Right, yeah, let's do a long, our... extra long three-hour episode. Yeah. And um, getting to our artist awards of the year. Yep. Our uh, award ceremony, I guess. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> we could talk politics. <laughs> Shout out to Donald Trump for yeah, being the man. third president to get impeached. Right. I mean, I don't really have shit to say on that. It's just funny to me. It's wild. It's wild. Um, also, Jay Z releases top forty favorite songs of the year. Um, I urge people to go look at the list. It's pretty cool. We've talked about some of the songs on the list. Uh, one of the songs on the list that I've talked about that is super slept on is uh, "Toast" by Coffee. I played it on here. We played a couple of things: intro to "Baby." Um. Uh, a lot. I mean, he listens to a lot of stuff I didn't think he listened to, though. So that's interesting. Hey, Jay Z's he's a smart guy. He's he has a mixed bag. Ballin' by Roddy Rich. Uh, Summer Walker's on there. Saint John. You yeah, know that's my guy. Hey, speaking of making the top of the year list, Saint John's project might be. Uh, Stay tuned. Ghetto Lenny. Since we talked about uh, Young Thug, I'm gonna close it out with a classic. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no. As as uh, happy holidays, we'll be back. All right. See you guys later. We got London on the track. Whoa. On the track. Yeah, man. T.I.P. and this motherfucker with me, nigga. To the max with it. Rex. I count six shots.
Gussin' out the bando A nigga jury real metal like a pando I went from rag to riches to a feature with tip I went from smart car to a bitch with some smart lips And that hiffin' made my hip limp I'm going fishing with these little bitty strip dips And my bankroll kinda big dip Woo! She gon' bring it on a big ship uh, Quite trail, no quick trip I got jugs in the alley, no tip yeah. She ain't wanna have a good day Watch. Smoke way more weed than the guy in LA Nigga, I ain't getting no. Yeah, ain't about the money. Ain't no use to you uh -huh. ringing my line. Stop wasting my time. Yeah, ain't about the money. Nah, I can't even hear what you say. I ain't finna do shit. Yeah, ain't about the money. Bitch, you can miss me with it. Bitch, nigga, miss me with it. Turn, turn, turn. I packed an 11, I packed an 11. I boom, turn. I'm riding the gator, my shoes are just set. Shut up. What they say? I'm sound like the reverend, I shoot at the reverend. <laughs> Hands out the grocery store, they stuff with ladies. Hey, bro, hey. She try make the ashes, I tell on these bitches. Hey, when it's about time to pay, I'ma bail on these bitches. Hey, what you think we in the neighborhood about? Standing at the corner store with a pocket full of dough. I be damned if a nigga wipe a hood hoe. Learned that from UGK, back a pocket full of stone. With your money down, I can book a hard boat. Playing with it, I'ma send them through your car though. My wife let the shit sit, got promo. I'm doing it for black and yellow free hard out. The head huncho, nigga, no tanto, nigga. I quit to put some bricks in the Bronco, nigga. Nigga talk shit while I don't respond at all, nigga. No murder, no dough, no combo. Don't be blowing me up, nigga. I ain't getting no. If it ain't about the money. Ain't no use to you ringing my line, stop wasting my time If it ain't about the money Nah, I can't even hear what you say, I ain't finna do shit If it ain't about the money Bitch, you can miss me with it Bitch, nigga, miss me with it Turn it Turn it I pack an 11, I pack an 11 I Boom Turn I'm riding the gator, my shoes are just set Shut up, what they say, what they say, I'm sound like the reverend, I shoot at the reverend Rock, nigga, boom, hey. The grocery store, they stuff with ladies. Hey, bro, hey. She try make the ashes, I tell on these bitches. Hey, when it's about time to pay, I'ma bail on these bitches. Hey, what you think we in the neighborhood about? Standing in the trash like good blow. Made baby, you slain that crack. Ride stole the car while he bang that act. If they ever took a law, better bring that back. Catch it with your picture, he can blow your brain back there. Hey, know you better be. Oh, you better behave you wanna dress me. Because by gun, we don't let them be. Nigga, dear, respect me, I'ma catch a felony. For real, if you listen, I can get you paid. But not interested in the shit you say. If it ain't about the money, nigga. Don't be blowing me up, nigga, I ain't getting no. If it ain't about the money. Ain't no use to you ringing my line, stop wasting my time If it ain't about the money Nah, I can't even hear what you say, I ain't finna do shit If it ain't about the money Bitch, you can miss me with it Bitch, nigga, miss me with it Turn it Turn it I pack an 11, I pack an 11 I Boom Turn I'm riding the gator, my shoes are just set Shut up, what they say, what they say, yeah I'm sound like the reverend, I shoot at the reverend They stuff with ladies. Hey, bro, hey. She try make the ashes, I tell on these bitches. Hey, when it's about time to pay, I'ma bail on these bitches. I, 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 what you think we in the neighborhood?
neighborhood foul. Standing at the corner store with a pocket full of dough. I be damned if a nigga wipe a hood hoe. Learned that from UGK, back a pocket full of stone, nigga. Yeah, man, I'm talking about Big Bank Road, man. Road bands right all around it, man. The big, big bag, you know what I mean? Cheese, scrap, currency, revenue, legal tender. Even when gained by illegal measure. Well, that would be dirty money. And not what's on it. I mean, what it took to get it. Get it? Come with the one thing to know it way around here where you be around. No good deed goes unpunished, but good deed where I'm from is so uncoming. It seems like every other day you walk with somebody, talk about something from the other way, somebody running up gun. You live by now, like a ring or a chain, or really what they need to do is make a chain. And that's my two cents. Keep the chain, my nigga. One question I bring forth, should you choose to ignore 